Hey, Camille, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Before we dive in and get to questions, I'd love if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family and how you got started homeschooling and also some of the fun projects you have going on. I'm Camille. I'm a wife, mom of three. My children are getting so, so old and I don't even know how to deal with it. My oldest just turned 15 a couple of days ago. My I have 11 year old now. He just turned 11 a week ago. And then I'm gonna have an eight-year-old in March. So I don't have any babies anymore. So that's very different for me. Isn't that uh, such a strange feeling? My oldest is about to turn 15 too. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cool and also <laughs> scary. It went so, so yeah. fast. <laughs> it's bittersweet. Like I love seeing the growth and having these different kind of interactions and conversations, but it's still my babies. I know. Yeah. So I'm also a homeschool, um, what am I? A homeschool expert? <laughs> <laughs> mindset yep. I love that. And I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more later. Mm -hmm. And we started homeschooling just on a whim. I saw some things and did some research and said, let's try this. And uh, my husband trusted me enough to do it. And that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Uh, so our why was just, once I really thought about what we wanted for our children's life and their education, we knew we wanted freedom and we didn't want to be on someone else's schedule and all the typical things that most homeschool families think about when they're deciding to homeschool. And so we just said we were going to try it. He was in, my oldest was in pre-K at the time. He was actually graduated. So it was that summer before he was supposed to go to, to kindergarten. And we said, well, it's just kindergarten. Let's just see how it goes. And here we are. <laughs> kind of amazing thing. amazing um, as far as projects do you mean for homeschool or just like me personally you personally I absolutely love your Instagram feed and I love the talks that you give as a mom who is an introvert and mm -hmm. an empath I know that a lot of our listeners are you have some really strong advice for moms in that situation because you really have to be careful of your reserves and your energy Absolutely. So yeah, if you could talk about yeah. what all you have going on. That is something that I really didn't see talked about in the homeschool community for years, especially when I started when it seems like ages ago, <laughs> because it's so different now. So that's who is a part of my life. And I always wondered not if something was wrong with me, but like I always had to have headphones on or I had to have something like I couldn't do all the things I saw the other moms were doing. They said they were doing. And I was like, hey, I wanted the one reason that I started to really like want to be in front of the camera and just share things is because first, as far as being a black family and a secular family, I don't see a lot of my people out there. So that was the first reason. And then secondly, because there are so many voices that have important things to say or it's just there is this camaraderie that is silent and so i wanted to empower others by just putting myself out there and like you said instagram was a way for even though it's ironic being an introvert to be gonna but at the point that i'm recording it's just me so mm -hmm. i don't really have to worry about how do i look it's because it's gonna look how i want it to look but if i don't like it i won't post it as far as like how that ties into what i do i really try to just 
empower homeschool parents, whether they're introverted or extroverted or ambivert or whatever, to be authentic, to be themselves, to speak their minds, and really come to the table of their homeschool as they are. There's this myth of perfection out here when it comes to homeschool. Everything is, one of my friends said, it's like sepia colored and we're romping through the, <laughs> on a nature walk. And, exactly. Wow. <laughs> we know <It's>, that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I always joke with Kara about like an actual nature walk. My kids are covered in dirt and they're not matching. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, they're not frolicking. This no. like straight up. My legs hurt. Are we done? And yeah. over here and I'm like trying to, yeah, especially as they're, when they're little, it's like chaos. Yes. So yeah, I just like to bring the real side, which is very funny and very, I don't know, real doesn't really feel like the best word, but I feel like we all have a common thread. And so I'm okay with putting myself out there because I know most of us are going through the things that I share. So yeah, that's a lot of my projects are centered around empowering homeschool moms, whether you're new, whether you're thinking about it, you're new, or you've been in the game for a long time. I love that. And I love you provide coaching and you don't just coach new homeschoolers, but you are out there for people who are in it and have been in it for years. And I think that's a really unique approach. I think that a lot of times we think we need to be this expert and everyone's doing the best they can and fake it till you make it yeah. thing, but different seasons, there's different seasons of homeschool where you could have been doing it for eight years. And all of a sudden this year is really hard for a number of different reasons. And I just love that you're providing that support to the community. Yes. Thank you. Because I need it too. Yeah. This is year 10 and I call myself an expert, but the only thing I'm really being an expert at is being present and trying and showing up. <laughs> like I'm not a hundred percent all the time. I don't always want to homeschool. I feel like everybody else, but I think it's important to try to support moms in particular, but even other parents or however people's relationships are. I have grandmas that follow me that homeschool. I have men that follow me that homeschool, I have uncles. And I think it's just important to support facilitators is what I call us in this journey, because like you said, our kids are always changing. And just because this has worked all this time doesn't mean it's going to work later on. And sometimes those transitions can be very difficult, especially when you don't have a community or someone that you can really be real with, because it's taboo to be like, yo, this is hard. And I don't like it right now. So to be able to say that to someone who be like, yeah, me, yeah, let's get yes. into it. Let's get into the messiness and work through it. I love that. I live for that. So I always wanted to provide something. I didn't know it was going to be coaching, but coaching like books and just reach people where they are because we all need help sometimes. I think there's so many, I'm thinking back to when we started homeschooling nine years ago and I didn't plan to do it. So it's just a unique situation. And I'm in New Hampshire, pre-COVID, there were not, and I didn't know a single homeschool. And we're also secular. So when I reached out to try to find community here, yeah. I, I couldn't find, I found my community online is what I'm trying to say. So I think it's so important that you're sharing authentically, this is who we are and creating a community for people who don't have one. And I think even if you plan to homeschool, it can take a couple of years, unless you're in like a big, vibrant homeschooling community to find those people that are your ride or dies that you're going to. For sure. It takes a lot longer. Some people never hmm? people that told me they've been doing it. Their kids are grown and they never found community. So I, as much as online can be fraught with stuff, I have met so many like-minded people, friends that I've never met in person. But we talk like we've known each other forever and we have this common thread that it's invaluable. 
And so, yeah, if I can provide that, even just if it's like a social media post, matter of fact, I had um, last year, I had a, it was like a, I think I did it every week. I had like certain states where come to this post and post if you're in this particular state, so you can try to hook up with someone else that might be near you. And I just did it because it was easy for me to do. And I'm like, I always want to be a conduit of awesomeness if I can. That really helped in the moment. But I just talked to one of my, actually a student that that took my course. And she was telling me that she still connected with this mom. That was the first mom that she had met. And they're still connected and they're very like-minded. And they started like a co-op. They found other like-minded. And I was like, just make my day. Why don't Beck, you? it just gave me chills. Yes. That community so is so important when you're doing this. That's amazing. Could you tell me about your course? Yeah. So I have a, it's a new homeschool, beginner homeschool course called Empowered Beginnings. And it is everything that I would have wanted to have and know when I started. It is like a video-based course. There's two different options where you can do like a self-paced course where you watch the videos and go through the process yourself or have a live class. And that's my favorite, of course, because I love meeting homeschoolers. And we really, the thing that's different about this course and really, frankly, I really haven't seen a lot of homeschool, how to homeschool courses. And then it's mine is a little bit more we're gonna go deep because my thing is there's so much that we're responsible for but we have to be honest with ourselves where we are how we feel what we are coming here with there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of just good experiences there are a lot of things that we're coming to the table with that can really help our homeschool efforts or hinder them so we really dig into not just the fundamentals of homeschooling, which everybody needs to know. But it's like, how do how does my role fit into this? How do I, how can I work into this? What's important to me? Not just why we do this, why I do it, but what's important to me? What are my values? And how can I make these things part of our everyday? So it really is a very um, holistic type of approach to how to homeschooling. And it starts with my book. My book is included. Coming Home has a long title, but just know Coming Home. (laughs) And it's all about new homeschool moms, our hearts, minds, and homes. Because to me, when you say, what's the first step of homeschooling? People start community and know your why and find curriculum. And I think that's the second or third step. The first step is to check in inward, check in with your heart. Are you ready for this? Can you prepare for this? Is your mind in a place that can accept that this is going to look different and the the experience is going to be different than what I anticipate? And is my house right? Can I do this thing comfortably without having to go somewhere? Because we know if there's a pencil missing, we got to get up. The kids oh over here and it's a wrap. Why are there always <laughs> pencils missing? <laughs> look, we'll get into it. We're not even using pencils anymore. It's a wrap. <laughs> but yeah, so I tried to create just this like a cocoon of like nurturing and information and resources. To me, new homeschoolers with everything they need to feel strong and confident right now versus three to five years later that most of us had to go through when we started. So I love that because I think thinking back to when I started, I think thinking of myself and homeschooling was probably not anything that I even considered. It was just like, here we are. How do I do this? is he okay? Like that. And I didn't, it was a really hard adjustment. And I don't think I was thinking of the whole, you're so focused on the kid and what is this supposed to look like? And school wasn't working for him. So what do I need to do? That's not school. And I was just like (laughs) flying by the seat of my pants. All of us were even like when we started, cause we, so I'm in year nine too. 
there were not the amount, <clears throat> excuse me, of resources or communities or just voices out there to even give, like when you speak of being secular, that wasn't even like a thing. No. So it's so different now and it could be just homeschooling, the idea of it can be a lot. It can be invigorating and exciting, but it also is what am I doing? How do I do it? And who can help me do it? And like you said, it's always focused on the child. When, you know, normally as the mom, we're the center of all this, like we're the facilitators. So yeah, it helps with the mindset and to calm, calmly figure out, okay, who I am and who am I in this? How can I bring the best of me out? How can I bring the best of my kids out without having to feel like I got to do all the things? Yes. Because you don't have to do all the things. But no. we think we have to do all the things. <laughs> right. And then we're up at night thinking, oh, I didn't do this. And how am I going right. to do this tomorrow? And that's not being kind to yourself. No. And we want to be role models. We're, we want to, we're imperfect and children need to see that too. I mess up all the time, daily, really. And I'm okay with that, but I don't want them to see think mom always has it all together and no we're doing this thing together and that's really a lot of us say yeah i want to homeschool with my kids i want to grow with the kids but the parents aren't growing they're so focused on the kids and it's no all of us can be doing it at the same time and so that's what i try to create with the, the course because it combines like the knowledge and the coaching but it also has community so you're also going through this process with other parents at the same time and i'll say this is the third time i've done my live version and these people still talk. They talk outside of the community, excuse me, and they show up in the community every once in a while. And it's so dope to see that and to know these are the beginners. Like they didn't, it didn't take them 10 years to figure it out. They got to cheat past all that. Yeah, that's the best part of it for me, knowing that they're prepared, where I definitely was not. <laughs> so thinking back so nine years, it's a long time. I'm really feeling, wow. <laughs> What did it look like for you in the beginning? And then how has it changed over the years? It was very school-like in the beginning, very worksheet, time-sensitive scheduling. And, and I just, I, it's really embarrassing. Cause I'm like, what am I doing? But I, I just tell people that sometimes having school-ish tendencies is okay because you need to feel, you need to feel confident in some of the things. And sometimes that does look like school. So if it works for your kid, fine. I, Cause I see, oh, we can't copy school, don't school at home. And I've been guilty of saying that too. I'm like, sometimes you need that transition to, you know, so me. And, and sometimes you have a workbook kid. Some kids yeah. love a workbook. So I, I would have loved the workbook. Give me all the workbooks. Give me all the stuff that is very school-like. I loved it. But yeah, so it was very school-like, very rigid, very planned out. And that was probably the first five years because I was still working outside the home and I had two, I had a, my so he was five when I started and his brother was three. So I was dealing with work and uh, sitters and chaos. So it was very, it felt all over the place and it was. And so fast forward to like year five, when I was like, you know what? I'm going to put together this fantastic curriculum. You know, how you get so excited yeah. to find stuff and plan. I had every, all these weeks <laughs> plan and my kids hated it. They hated it from day one. I was bitter. I was mm -hmm. upset. I was calling schools like we were about to do tours. And I was like, you know what? This is me. This is not them. This is me. So that's when I started this journey of unlearning 
all the schoolish things that didn't work and accepting and surrendering. Like you really have to let go of these notions and these, and even your school experience is not going to be theirs. Between year five and now, I've just let go. Less is more to me. If we do a little bit every day, it all adds up. And so I just, I'm able to trust the process nor, now that I'm further into it and I see, oh, it does work. Because it'd be, it could be hard in the beginning, but yeah, I'm just about flow now. Let's do what we need to do, but let's do it in a way that can go good. It doesn't have to be as rigid and scheduled like before. You go through some stuff when you find yourself here. <laughs> and even just, I was talking with a friend the other day about how how cool it has been to learn in this way with my kids alongside. And I liked school. I was a good student. I did fine. But I feel like you just, it's not the same. The type of learning that you're doing is not the same. And I feel like I wish little Kate had that type of learning too. You know what I mean? Even yeah. from that perspective. That's very true. That is true. You have to look back and say, there's like this divide, like your feelings for your kids are so strong and you know what's important, but then you remember your experience. And it's like, you have to try to wrestle with those. And uh, it can be difficult and it's not something you can ignore because it's going to come up and it's just hard to work through those, even if you were a good student, just different. So you have to acknowledge it and try to work through it because on, on the other side of it, it's just the acceptance is there and then you can bridge that gap, but you have to go through that process to do it. And that's not fun. And home life too. Like when you think about the home life that you're building and if you had a different one growing up, if you're a cycle breaker of some sort, and that is at the forefront of your mind all the time when you're raising your own kids. Absolutely, it really is. It, it definitely has an impact and sometimes you don't realize how much it affects what's going on, but it does. And so the best thing to do is if it comes up, sit with it, learn to accept it and make moves if it's not what you want. But sometimes people need to be given permission to do that. Yo, like it's okay to do something different than your mom. Even with homeschoolers, I've talked to many homeschoolers that they're like, I loved, I love my mom, but I'm not gonna do what she did. That wasn't the best option for me looking back. And so you have to like wrestle with those feelings and it could be, it could be difficult, but it also is very freeing when, when you allow yourself to move through it on the other side of it. It's okay, I did that and I can do a better job going forward. When you're this far into it, you have the benefit of hindsight and knowing that when you relax, the learning is still happening. Whereas in the moment when you're first trying it, you have these moments of panic throughout <laughs> the year where you're like, wait, <laughs> what are they doing? Why am I, am I messing them up? Yeah, it's common. I like to really assure homeschool moms that's common. All of us go through that. It doesn't matter how pretty the aesthetic is, somebody's Instagram or videos. All of us do that because children, if they're in a safe environment, they're going to push back. They're not going to want to do stuff. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to doubt yourself. It's part of the process. Yeah, for sure. I want to switch gears for a second because you have a 15-year-old and that's high school. Yeah. And I know that people can freak out a little bit when high school is coming up on the table. What would what advice would you give to parents of soon-to-be high schoolers? This is actually our first high school experience our first semester doing it and I in the beginning I was that that parent like I like the idea of high school because I remember high school and I'm like oh yo I can do this differently it, I can there's a lot of freedom involved and he can really do things that I had to wait to do and so when I started looking into it and I was like transcripts aren't that hard or classes can be what you want them to be and it really wasn't really any different than what we had been doing already so Seeing, I think the dip, most difficult part for me, which is still exciting, but it's like, is, is pulling back 
It's so he's taking an online class that I have access to, but I'm trying not to go on there and see what's going on. And, but I still get alerts. Oh, this grade is posted or, so it's like pulling back to let him take the lead because I'm like in the, I'm still in the car. We're in the car going the same place, but I'm in the passenger seat now. It's him. And that's what I've always wanted. That's why we wanted to homeschool. I wanted them to lead the way, but now we're here. And it's the reality of that is, can I let go? Do I want to let go? Is it time? And he shows me that he's ready. And so I just have to trust that he is. And if he needs help, he'll ask. But that's difficult. <laughs> so my advice would be to just lean into it slowly. Don't feel like, even though high school feels like, oh, we got to hurry up and get it in. You've been getting it in all along. All of it is coming. And it's time for them to lead the way. As much as you want to maybe control, you, you can't. You're not leading anymore. It's time to let go. And if you have someone to talk to about it, do that. Because it can be really difficult knowing where the line is, how much is too much. But yeah, I would just say lean into it slowly. Because it's not going to happen overnight. Just like none of it has happened overnight all along. I think we just have these, you think middle school, homeschooling middle school. Oh man. And you just make that when you're there, you're in it. And it's really just the same as the year before. Mm -hmm. It's just that there there's hormones. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said being in the passenger seat because it's so true. And it's, I think right now having tweens and teens, it's such an exciting time for them. And it's so cool to watch them grow into who they are with their unique interests. And it's also a little bit sad because you're thinking like this went by so fast and we were just out in the woods making mud pies. And now all of a sudden we're talking about signing up for driver's ed. Yeah. How has that transition been for you? It's been really easy. Like we've been preparing for this all along. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because driver's ed, like looking into it is on my list for this session. So I've just been trying to make sure that I'm available because you could tell your kids and you hear this all the time. Oh, you can talk to me about anything and you can come to me if you want to. And now's the time when I'm really trying to make sure that I'm living that, like I'm embodying that. And being in a technical age that we are, I love that I can just check in without being in his space and yes. yelling. <laughs> so it's been really easy and I've really enjoyed it so far. We're still in the beginning, but yeah, it's, this is what I've been waiting for. Little kids are great, but these older kids, I'm like, let's get it. Let's dig okay. into it. I can tell you like teens too. I used to work with middle schoolers and high schoolers and they were just my favorite. And I was like, oh, I hope I can appreciate my own yeah. <laughs> middle schoolers and high schoolers when we get there. Cause everyone makes it seem like it's such a hard time and sure there's, it gets a little more complicated, yeah. but they are so cool Yeah, that, that you made these humans. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did this happen? Like you said, it just, the time flies by. You remember the first year of homeschooling, how chaotic it is, how little they are now. They're bigger than you and, and talking about getting a part-time job. And it's like, <laughs> you're getting there. You think about their launch when they're little, but it's so far away, but then it comes out of the blue. It seems like so fast. And it's just fun. It's just fun to, to see that growth and, and just be part of that story. It's just, cause I can't wait. Like with me and my siblings, we always tell our parents like, Oh, do you guys remember when this happened? They never remember anything, <laughs> but we love it. And I'm like, I can't wait to hear those stories. What did they remember? What came out of this? What did they take with them? That's what I'm looking forward to next. I love that. Yeah. What has surprised you the most about homeschooling? For me, I would say how transformative it is 
for me. Your kids are going to grow up and they're going to get their education however they get it. So everything is always new and different for kids. But I didn't expect so much of my growth and my awakening to happen as part of this process. Yeah, I would say the tra the transformative aspect of how your how I speak to me, how I was able to identify things that I thought I had settled and thought I had forgiven and see that, oh, this is still here. And it's in my face because my children have done something that's triggered me. And I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? And it's easy to be like, oh, it's the kids. It's something with the kids. But when I really thought about it, a lot of this, a lot of the, the progress was for me to make. And that can be difficult because you, who wants to say, oh, I need to, I need to get better, but we do. So I think the transformation of this rigid, like type A to this kind of like A-ish, B, <laughs> biggest surprise for me because I've always wanted to do very free, open, like unschooly type, but I had to get real. I was like, that's not me, but I'm somewhere in the middle. And I didn't think I would ever be able to actually live that out. And to see me be able to do that is, is wow. That's really cool. And be able to help others do it too. That's like probably the best part of it. I went a little A-ish too. I like how you say that. I'll never be a B, but it definitely right. relaxes you on the journey because you just kind of realize that life is school. And I would love to be an unschooler, some part of me, but it's just that not I love it for others. I love yes. the idea of it. I love certain aspects of it. For me, I would be, it would be too, I would have too much anxiety. Like, oh, but especially because my, my, maybe because they're older now, it might be better. But when they were little, you have some kids that are very strong. Like they love dinosaurs and they love machines or something. <clears throat> my kids, whatever, they didn't have any preference. And I was like, what? How are we going school? You guys don't have any very, I couldn't relax into it and just trust that they would find something. So yeah, I can probably do that now, but now we're here. So <laughs> <laughs> now you don't need to. <laughs> so I kind of got this now, but for this podcast, we love, and you've been this way the whole time to be authentic and not have the tidy squares with the, <laughs> the filter on it. So in light of that, what do you think has been the biggest challenge homeschooling? What would I say the biggest challenge is? Probably my mindset initially has, was the biggest challenge that I had because like I was saying, I'm very A-ish and I just couldn't let go of the things I need to let go of because I thought they were so important. I'm the adult. I've been out in these streets. I know how the world works and I need to make sure you know this stuff, even though my heart was like, they'll figure it out. They'll get it. You did. Why wouldn't they? So I think just and my mindset was probably my impediment and once i was able and it took a long time but once i was able to to just loosen up and say process is going to work and they're not we want to act like they're going to learn everything they need to know before they leave your home they're not i'm no. learning all the time like i'm 40 plus learning all the time it doesn't mm -hmm. have an age ending age or anything like that yeah i would say my mindset has been the most challenging thing to overcome when you were saying that you're learning all the time and that they're not going to leave your home to go out in the world and know everything, I feel like when you first start homeschooling, that's what you're thinking of, algebra and right. all that stuff. And you're thinking about that, but really we're just teaching them how to learn, right? So that they can go out and just be curious people that if they need to figure out how to build a website or whatever, they'll be able to do that. Exactly. 
Yeah, it's all for me, it's all about skills. I just feel like if I can teach you how to learn something, I've done my job. My kids don't have a direct path, like they want to be a professor, they want to be a doctor, where you need to hit certain things. And of course, there's freedom in how you do it, but the path is not set. So I figure, yeah, we're going to do the typical things that you need to do by grade, ish <laughs> but do you have the skill set to to take care of business to know how to pay your bills and make doctor's appointments and a lot of things that you see like when i went to college like people didn't know how to do that yeah you're you're grown you're an adult but you don't know how to take care of business so for me that was very important i want you to know how to run a house how to clean how to cook also i want you to learn how to do math and know about history and it just a lot of it just is a no-brainer to me, but I know that this is just the beginning for them because I look at my journey between when I first had my oldest to now, I've learned so much and done so much that I didn't go to school for <laughs> like yeah. it was nowhere, but my parents and just the environment was I, that I was in allowed me to know whatever comes, I'll be able to handle it or I'll be strong enough to say, Hey, I need help. Cause I don't want to feel like I had to do it all myself. And that's those same kind of fundamentals. That's what I think about. Not like algebra is in life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to harp on that. The thing that stops you from getting a job, it'll be okay. And the skills are also important and not to knock public school, but there's less time to focus on those oh, things. Lord. If when you're gone seven to three or four or whatever. And I think too, you mentioned going off to college. I had a friend who put dish liquid in the dishwasher. <laughs> we ended up with like our own foam rave. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, was that, I'm sure that was fun, but <laughs> not fun to me. <laughs> uh, it was squeaky clean, but I, I think about how we're teaching them like my kids have been doing laundry since they needed a step stool. We were talking about that because my 15 year old has suddenly forgotten how to do laundry. <laughs> and so I was like, you've been doing it since you couldn't reach the knob and I was helping him, but th those are just going to be so important that we were able to teach them to be these independent humans that know how to dishwasher breaks and dad's trying to fix it. You're right in there looking at it too. So it's just such a nice benefit to not just have to focus on the algebra. Yeah. And they just, and it's not like you have to go out of your way to teach them these th things. It's just like bringing them in. Like you said, if dad's fixing something, are you, you want to check it out? You want to see more, more likely they're going to be there anyway, because kids want to yep. see. What's going on. But yeah, I was telling my husband, I'm like, I don't know if they have a, when you have a house, like if they're, you know how they have with cars, they have not a mechanics, but like car maintenance type of programs. I'm like, they need a home maintenance type of program for kids, not just like how to do dishes and stuff, but like when to change your air filter and your, like all these things that for me, it would be helpful to have a list. Cause I don't, yes. know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'm like those type of things they'll learn as they go, because this is just what I do when they're here. But like you were saying, like, having a teen is different because like with laundry so my son's room is in the basement and the laundry is right there and like he'll just go and do his laundry and I'm just like that is so weird because before it was me and then I had to remind him but now he's on it and I'm just like it works it works eventually he needs to talk to mine I don't know I don't know if it's the, he's first yours is the firstborn too right yeah yes, I don't know this is good sometimes it's like the firstborn kind of takes the lead on that but he's like all about he keeps his room clean and I'm just like okay so it's my middle so. <laughs> it's yep. always one yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch that though. But yeah, those life skills are so invaluable and they just get it, they just pick it up. Yeah, and I think you thought of an idea for a course that somebody needs to make or a book or something oh. because that's genius. I remember when we bought our house, the we had the sweetest older couple that had lived here and raised their family and mm. were relocating to Florida. And he wrote us, he like made a whole PDF with restaurants and quirks about the house. We have a roof, I don't even know what over our garage the roof goes like this and so when we get snow when it reaches a certain point it starts to melt it falls off right in front of the garage doors all at once it would dent your car he's never park your car like quirks like that about the house and it was the sweetest thing and it would be really cool to have something like that for your house and this is when you need to get the oil burner checked yeah things like that I haven't looked for it, but the more and more, like we have an old house, it's over hundred years old. And oh, the wow. more and more we're here, I'm just like, I need a list because <laughs> just to make sure I'm remembering stuff. Because when, when we talk about housework, we're always talking about just the cleaning and the tidying and decluttering and stuff like that. But I'm like, no, I need like a list of like, when do we need to like clean the filters of things and replace whatever, or like your roof, like how long is your roof supposed to last? There's a lot of things that, of course, I don't know if my kids are going to own a home, but I would love to prepare them for that, to have a clue because I, me and Google are friends because I don't know anything. <laughs> but I'm like, I, cause it happens to me. I'm like, I want to make sure like whatever I know, I can teach them. It's, I know it's impossible, but it's stuff like this. I love that they're just right here. I don't have to wait or assume somebody else is going to do it. It's real fun for me that way. When you think back to when kids were teeny and you were first homeschooling, once you relaxed a little bit and you realized that you might still have worries and stuff, but like when you go to the farm, that's a field trip and going Mm -hmm. to the supermarket is Mm -hmm. a field trip. And when you begin to think of things that way, it's still the same now with the 15 year olds. And when the oil guy comes to fix, we just had this happen when the heat went out and we didn't know why and talking to them, they're there witnessing us do life. So it's still a field trip. Oh, it's for sure. They're learning all the time and they'll surprise you with the stuff that they're paying attention to that you're not instantly like, Hey, let's learn this. I see homeschool moms always trying to make everything a lesson, but I'm like, they're observing and they (laughs) and hear way more than you anticipate that they do good and bad yeah. for better for worse i'm like they're if they're around their their ears and their eyes are open of course you gotta be careful but it's also like they need to see you in it like dealing with stuff like we had our our water our boiler whatever water tank something i tried not to deal with any of this stuff <laughs> all, but, all the basement things yes so it was leaking because it's been here for forever and it was just leaking leaking and i'm like they need to be part of this because I don't want to hide it. I want to be like, everything's fine, kids. Don't worry. No. Okay. Get some towels. Let's mm-hmm. get this out together. Get dad involved because that's how life is. Like, I don't, what I love about high school age, just older kids is that not just that you can involve them, but this is real life and we don't have to sugarcoat it because this is what they're going to go through most likely. I said, they don't have to fear. They get to kind of practice now. These things that when I was 18, I had to deal with all this stuff myself. I didn't get a chance to practice these skills. So yeah, that's, I don't know. I've been waiting for this part. Like I really, like this is something in the beginning. I knew I'm like, oh yeah, high school, we're going to get into it. I love it in the best of ways. Not- <laughs> and that's going to be so reassuring for people to hear who are listening because we get so many questions about homeschooling high school. And I think it's because when Kara and I started doing this like years ago, 
are we, the people who are listening, their kids grew up with us. So we're all getting to that phase and it can be scary to hear that you've been waiting for this is I think magic. I think that's great. I was actually talking to some homeschool mom friends that have older kids, teens. I think they, yeah, they have all teens, like all their kids are teens at the same time. (laughs) And they were talking about how like middle school and high school just, it's just so quiet. You just don't have a lot of conversations or ideas or just reality checks of that. I was like, oh, that's an idea. I don't know what it's gonna, what it's gonna look like, but I, I love to fill those gaps because it doesn't have to be scary or you, like you were saying before, the idea is that old oh, teens are all hormonal or have attitudes all the time. And it's, they're just like little kids. The emotions yes. are still there. They just don't have the words or they just don't think you'll get it. And it's not different than what you've dealt with before, but it is. So you mm-hmm. need to be able to talk to other moms because we're all going through it at some level. So yeah, hopefully maybe that'll be something I do too. Cause those middle and teen years, I'm like, where are the homeschool people? Like where are right. they? I think, you know, I think part of it is it gets harder. I've stumbled into blogging because my, I was in education and my friends in education were like, this is interesting. Can you just make a blog or something and write about it? And it turned into this thing when they're younger, you can write about things and it doesn't feel like you're like, I don't want to, exploiting is not the word, but things get more complicated when kids get older. And so you can't, even though you want to be a hundred percent transparent, you don't want to have those filtered Instagram squares. There are things that you just can't share. Yeah. And so I think that is probably part of the reason why it gets quiet. And then I think a lot of us are just, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But it does get quieter when you're talking about getting quieter, it gets quieter online because nobody's really writing about it or talking about it anymore. And it also gets quieter in some ways in your house because the Mm. teens pull in a little bit and they spend a little bit more time in their room and they sleep a little longer. And sometimes they don't want to talk and you have to wait until they're ready to talk. And you just have to be, like you said, you have to be present and a listener, but not, hi, can we, I can tell something's wrong. Let's have a chat. So I think there's, it's a very, it's an interesting time. And I like that you're enjoying it too. Cause I'm mostly enjoying it too. Most days. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. But I think just what I actually was talking about this the other day. So it's funny that it comes up, but as far as what to share and how to share it online, because I'm very much online. I'm always online somewhere doing something, but I don't talk about my kids. If you notice, like everything is about a common thread. And I think people think they're so unique in their experience of motherhood and homeschooling that, oh, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else thinks this. And with teens, I'm if you ever seen one of my, this is how I make fun of it. One of, one of my <laughs> girls where I'll do the hoodie and the head and like put a mustache filter. Like that is representative of just teens period. And- like slouching. Yeah, like we're just, we're, and it's just fun to make fun of it. It's not like a particular, I think a lot of people think what I'm sharing is actually what happened. It's most times it's just funny to me and it's in my imagination. It really didn't happen, but there's a way to do it that I think people just need to see others do it. And so that's why I think it's important to bring out those because everybody's going through it. Like Mm -hmm. we've never talked before, but we both know what this is about. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's how you build community and people feel not so alone in this. Cause especially when they get to be older, they, a lot of kids go to school, a lot of parents have to return to work. So I know that's part of it, but there's also a way to like share without being, what's the word I'm looking for? They have their privacy. Yes. You were always careful about it. I was always careful about it, but it just gets, 
it's just different. They don't want it you talking yeah. about them on the internet. Yeah. You don't want to do that. That's not their thing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And it's yeah. different because that's one of the things I say too. These are 21st century children from the 20th century. Okay. The late 1900s and things are very <laughs> different. Things, the internet period, like when I was mm -hmm. 15, we had AOL online, like yep. we didn't have no phones, like we didn't have nothing like this. And I'm like, this is a different world. And so it's great to have old school mentalities, but I'm like, I need to be a modern parent because I have modern kids. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you can't just go and just use your children as your voice, like showing everything and like, that's just, if they're not cool with that, which I don't even know if they could understand what that really means, because that stuff doesn't go away. So yeah, it's, it, you do have to be particular, but I think voices still need to be heard. So there's a balance there that has to be met. Yeah, for sure. And I think we just brought it back full circle because you focus on the mom and when you're mm -hmm. this journey, before you set out, before you do anything, you have to check in with yourself and your environment here and make sure this is okay. So it's just it's going back to that. And we're all at different stages. If you're, if you share your story and it doesn't have to be showcasing your kids, there are people out there that are going to connect to it because it's very similar to their story. Absolutely. And that's how you build a community. Yeah, for sure. That's how it's, that's how it's done. There's no easy way around it. That's just, you have to put yourself out there at a certain level. If it's important enough, I don't want to encourage people to listen to, that's my intuitive part, intuitive homeschool. Just listen to yourself, check in with yourself, listen to your voice and see what it says and trust it. Because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have done any of the things that I have done. And even though it, it's very weird to me to be out here like this, it's like I had to do it. Like, despite what I, what the feedback would have been or how people would have taken it. I knew for me, I had to do it because there was other people that needed to see it. And it just so happened to work out. It did. I think everything you're doing is so important. But before we go into rapid fire, I would love if you could tell everybody where they can find you and talk a little bit about your book and your courses. I know we mentioned it at the beginning, but just so that people can find you. Yeah, thank you. Probably the best location to find me is theintuitivehomeschooler.com. I have all the things linked from there. I have my blog that I've been getting back into. Blogging has been a love-hate relationship because I never consider myself a writer. I'm better talking, but I'm like, a video is... It's probably better, but then you have to think about kids. So I'm like, <laughs> let yep. me write it out. So you have my blog there and all the things. I have a homeschool now. I don't. <laughs> I love that I'm doing this, but I got to see how it goes. I have an <laughs> online homeschool academy for parents. This is something that I know I would have wanted. I'm still working on how it's going to look and how it's going to feel, but I have a good idea because I really want to bring these topics, like the things that we talked about here, these mm -hmm. little these taboo topics or like the spaces that have gaps. I want to have conversations about this live and have videos and things like that. That's called Homeschool You Academy. Right now it holds my courses, which is really just one course, but it's just two different options. The Empowered Beginnings Homeschool, a masterclass for new homeschoolers. And I consider new homeschoolers from just thinking about it to you've been doing it for up to three years, because I think it takes up to three years to really try to find your flow. And when you think of new homeschoolers, think, people think, oh, I'm in my first year. 
nah, you can be year two, two and a half uh, and still be new. So that is self one. I have two options, self-paced and on demand. You can look at the videos and go through the resource guide and things like that on your own. Or you can do the live class. I actually have one starting in, I'm in one now and I'm just having another one starting in March. And all the information is on homeschoolu.academy. That's where that information is. My book is also on there, Coming Home. It's all about the heart, mind, and home for new homeschoolers. Also on Homeschool U Academy, you can find my coaching. I just do coaching for three years or more because it's a different approach than with new homeschoolers. So I have individual and I will have group coaching for homeschoolers that have been doing it for three years plus. I and mean, the last thing I want to mention is I created a holiday. I don't know if you've seen that, but no. I created a holiday. This is year three for it. It's called World Homeschoolers Day. I love that you made a holiday. Yeah, I'm really, I've been really trying to get it out there as much as I can because I'm like, this is literally for every homeschooler in the world. So it's June 2nd, 2023. But it's always on the first Friday of June. And the coolest part about it, and this is why I picked that the first Friday, is because it's uh, National Donut Day here in the year. If you do nothing else, it's all about celebrating your journey as a homeschooler, however that may look, what whatever culture you're from, whatever country you're from. It's all about celebrating your journey and reflecting on where you've been and where you're going and you can have donuts if you don't want to have a party people have parties get togethers meetups and such but you could just grab donuts and that could be good enough so that is so fun yeah it, and it's really turned into something people look forward to and i'm just it i was like this is so homeschool mom i was like yo how do you create holidays onto google i went and you just make them up you pick a day <laughs> and there it is I'm like, that's how every other holiday has been made. So I was like, why not make my own holiday? I love it so much. Everybody needs to know about it. Yeah. So it's just worldhomeschoolersday.com. And yeah, you can join in the celebrations, just online connections. And I don't know exactly what we'll do this year. I'm still I'm starting to form, but I have the things that we have done previously on the website. So you can check it out. And who doesn't want a donut? It's an excuse for a donut. I mean, that's the easiest thing. And who doesn't want a donut? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to rapid fire. Okay. Uh, coffee or tea? Nature walk or documentary on the couch? Both. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we can do both in one day. <laughs> yes, you can. Before the kids or let me sleep? Up before the kids, for sure. Video games, yes or no? No ish. I'm more of an app person. I guess that can count as video games, but I'll say no ish. But sometimes I get in the mood. And what is bringing you joy right now? I would say my masterclass, the live version of my masterclass. It's called Empowered Beginnings Plus. That's what I should have said. There's two versions is Empowered Beginnings Essentials, which is the self paced, and Empowered Beginnings Plus, which is the live version. When I tell you, I, I call my husband after every time we get off and I'm like, I am so excited. He just cracks up because I just, I love it. I love being able to walk alongside homeschool moms, see how they build their confidence and they just grow into themselves. And it's a six week, six week course, but you would think the time passes so, so quickly, but we go through so much. And it's like, we really build a really strong bond during those six weeks. It's the week, every week we meet. I just love that. It is the best part of my week. I wish I could do it every day. Cause I just love getting to know them and helping them really untangle these worries and anxieties and really understand that they're doing a great job. 
they're already doing a great job. They're already homeschooling successfully. So that's probably my 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 most joyful <laughs> moment I, these days. I love it. And how cool that you started homeschooling and where you started and where you are now and that you get to make such an impact on new homeschoolers and give them the courage and the confidence to trust themselves and to connect them. Like you're making so mm -hmm. many ripples out there because you're building communities, which I think is so important. Yeah. Thank you. This one of the, I always knew I wanted to do something that I helped people. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I love that this, cause this is so important, like how your kids grow up and who you are during the time they grew up is important too. And we don't get to focus on that enough. So spending my days focusing on moms and empowering moms is like the best thing ever. Camila, it's been so good to talk to you. When we started this, I didn't realize our kids are all the same age. So it's really <laughs> that we were, were in the same phase. So it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. I'm so glad you had me. Thank you. Thank you yeah, so thanks much. Thanks for coming on. It's always fun to connect and, because a lot of people don't do this. Mm -hmm. so they have someone that gets it. Oh, thank you so much. You're and welcome. I happy Friday. Hi, thank you so much. All, all right. right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Right, Bye. -bye. Bye.